If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to Pop of Wisdom, a show that celebrates people who have dared to be different, made mistakes and overcame challenges, and a rare opportunity to hear their wisdom. From incredible entrepreneurs to world-leading thinkers, join us here for rich, soulful conversation where we truly break down what success means and it's rarely what we assume it is. I'm your host, Poppy Jamie, an entrepreneur, author, and podcast host on a mission to explore and celebrate what it means to be human. On today's show, I have a guest who's been one of my greatest inspirations. He is Dr. James Doty, the founder and director of the Centre for Compassion and Altruism Research and Education at Stanford University and a clinical professor for neurosurgery at Stanford School of Medicine. Dr. Doty is the author of one of my f- most favourite books, Into the Magic Shop, a neurosurgeon's quest to discover the mysteries of the brain and secrets of the heart. It is a true pleasure and honour to have Dr. Doty on the Not Perfect podcast today. So maybe an easier place to start is what even is compassion? Well, if you're a scientist, of course, you have to have definitions. And uh, uh, because oftentimes people use these terms very loosely, you know, for some people, when you say uh, someone's compassionate, they think of this wimpy person who lets people step on them. And really, that's not compassion whatsoever. You know, a compassionate person recognizes uh, the suffering of another and has a motivational desire to alleviate that suffering. And the reason I use that term motivational desire, sometimes they're not necessarily able to help, but they want to help. And that's really uh, the most important point. You know, you have terms like empathy, and some people will utilize that in a similar fashion to compassion. But for myself and many others, empathy is taking on the emotional state of another. 
and that can be you can have empathic joy you can be happy for it. You, you can see somebody being happy and you can take on that and feel happy yourself and it, it's not an active action in the sense that I feel this therefore I'm going to do something you're simply experiencing it and Mathieu Ricard who you may recall is a um, fairly prominent Buddhist monk in France you know he wrote a book on altruism and uh, you know his statement was and this is while he was actually in an fMRI machine uh, where they were monitoring his uh, brain metabolism and they would ask him to be empathic to someone suffering and he said it, it was horribly painful because he couldn't do anything about it he could only sit with their pain versus compassion you're alleviating their suffering and as, at least as best you can take it away so I think those are the two differences and what is happening in the brain when we are being compassionate? Well, there are a number of uh, uh, areas in the brain, and it's not just one. It's not like there's a happiness center or a compassion center. Uh, what we do know is that um, two areas, the uh, caudate and, and the insular area, uh, relate to each other. And uh, what happens is that uh, when you care for another, these areas in your brain, your reward centers are actually activated and uh, you feel good. The reason that is, is because if you look at the evolution of our species, our species don't swim away or run off into the forest when they're born. They actually have to be cared for. And the reason is that to have these parts of our cortex associated with theory of mind or abstract thinking or complex language, those have to grow and they require an individual, the offspring, to mirror the actions of their parent. And this takes, for most children, uh, 10, 15 years or so to really get across these uh, narratives of how to act in the world and how to behave and how to respond to different events in your environment. Well, this is an immense cost in terms of time, resources. So why would you do that as a caregiver? Well, one is, is because that when you care, you feel good. Mm. When you care for a loved one, you bond with the loved one, you cannot help but want to, to make them safe, to feed them, to ensure their survival. And that's how we have survived uh, as a species. So they have to mirror our behavior. We have this mirror neuron system. So this is how, why it translates, you know, into modern society. When you care for someone, whether it's an offspring or another individual, you feel good about it. And the thing is, it also shifts you from the sympathetic nervous system, which uh, is typically associated with our flight, fight, or fear, or freeze response, to your parasympathetic nervous system, which is associated with what we call our rest and digest system. But more importantly, it's also associated with being much more open uh, to information, uh, connecting with another person, not having fear of the other. Um, and these parts of your brain, which are called your executive control area in your frontal medial region, they actually work their best. You are much more able to make thoughtful, discerning decisions when you're in this relaxed, open mode of functioning. And of course, if you're looking in regard to your family or offspring, 
that's how you also connect the best when you're open, you're receptive, you're available, you're present. And so uh, by being kind and compassionate, it forces you in that direction. And the good thing is there are certain techniques, uh, mindfulness meditation, uh, compassion meditation, some of these others that help you make this shift to be in the correct uh, mindset uh, to be more kind, available, thoughtful. I listened to a talk where, and it was just such a great metaphor, uh, when you were talking about our evolutionary baggage that we bring around with us. And that almost is the greatest threat to us being in this compassionate mode where we're able to be lit up, where we're able to feel good for caring for people because our kind of survival instincts get in the way of that. Would you mind talking a bit more about that and why you think we are maybe less compassionate than we should be in today's current world? Well, first of all, you have to realize that we were never meant to survive in this world. The nature of our evolution or the evolution of any species takes literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years while the nature of technology or what we call modernity happens in simply years or decades. So literally our DNA is completely unchanged than when we were on the savanna in Africa 200,000 years ago. I mean, completely unchanged. Yet we are made to respond to demands that obviously didn't exist at that time. As a result, Unlike on the savanna in Africa, if you see the grass move, you you know you know it's probably a lion or some potential threat. Your sympathetic nervous system kicks in, your pupils dilate, uh, your sphincters close, you shift uh, your blood supply to your skeletal muscles, and hopefully you run away and run up a tree and survive. But you know, in the modern world, this system can be chronically engaged as a result of just modern society, the nature of you know telephones going off or your cell phone going off all the time, work schedules, demands on your time, family issues, and they all sort of pile up on you. And for many people, they create a constant source of low level to medium level to even high stress. And you know the mechanisms that your body uh, has evolved to deal with that get kicked in. Yet you don't need that. And as a result, uh, you know, many people have increased blood pressure, cardiac issues. You know, one of the greatest causes of sudden cardiac death is actually due to uh, decrease in heart rate variability, which is associated with engagement of your stress response. Plus, you know, when you're anxious, when you're afraid, when you're stressed, this affects your immune system. It results in the release of... Uh, cortisol and other uh, hormones that are not beneficial to you on a long-term basis. It affects uh, the release of what we call inflammatory proteins. Uh, So there's this whole series of events that occur when you're chronically uh, stressed. And they're obviously associated with an effect on your lifespan. And also, of course, uh, on your quote-unquote degree of happiness or a feeling of uh, security. So many people have the stress sitting there, but they also carry the baggage that they've been carrying usually since childhood of some degree of trauma. And it's trauma that's not been dealt with. And uh, as a result, 
when you have chronic trauma, again, this contributes to this uh, engagement of your uh, uh, sympathetic nervous system. And it also creates chronic unhappiness uh, and uh, the sense of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I don't deserve to be happy, uh, I'm an imposter, there are people who are smarter than me. And this whole uh, series of a negative dialogue that only uh, contributes to uh, your unhappiness and engagement of your sympathetic nervous system. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Not Perfect Podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would deeply appreciate it if you wouldn't mind subscribing and leaving a review and perhaps maybe sending it to a friend who also might enjoy this episode. I can't tell you how grateful I am for those that share this podcast on their social media or with friends because it helps the show reach more listeners. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. So if you've had any thoughts or you want a specific guest coming up in future episodes just let me know shoot me a message on instagram or twitter it's just at poppy jamie and so until next time stay flexible stay true to you and stay leaning into love Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.